0: Hi, my name is mark shu i'm a member of gretton and this is my testimony i came to jesus when i was seven years old i believe i was too young to understand the awesome power and love of jesus christ i grew up in the church i was baptized in grace chapel in west Liberty. my back, my back also started hurting around then. the age of innocence ended. i was starting to know right from wrong i started working on a farm around 10 years old that's when mom got tired of me being in the house I never knew how to clean up clean my, clean up, after myself. Still don't do a great job. When I carried buckets of corn or water to the calves, I would have to lay down on the bale of straw to get my back to stop hurting. Later in elementary school, I found that I had scoliosis of the spine. That's why I had trouble oh, falling a straight and narrow path. Me and my sister Roberta didn't get along very well when I was younger. We would have cereal boxes in the middle of the kitchen table. Looked like the wall of Berlin. Just boxes. I was a dumb kid. Dad thought I was being a smart addict. He would tell me go to the front porch. I'd go to the back porch. Or go to the barn. Or go to the milk house. I'd go get a tool. and Or go get a tool. It's usually right in front of me. Or the last place you look. Of course it's the last place you look. That I was supposed to be doing, but I couldn't figure it out. I understand why Dad used to smack me around to get me to pay attention. It wasn't that. He didn't love me. I know that now. Some people would say I need counseling. But recently, I've been looking at the circumstances surrounding those years. What physical pain he had. How he grew up. His mother beat him and his dad barely showed him any love. God allowed stuff to happen to help us grow in his mercy and grace. I didn't get along with kids. On my report card, is written that I threw things I didn't know how to share. Kids were always picking on me. By the time I was in junior high and high school, I had enough people bullying me. I put the bullies in the locker. One time, I almost threw a kid at the second floor window in study hall. And eventually, the football coach wanted me to play football. He would have bought all my equipment. Dad wouldn't let me play because of the work on the farm. I wasn't allowed to watch sports when I was a kid. It was considered a waste of time. I used to work for the principal, Jim Grove, shoveling horse manure on the weekends to get away from dad and the farm. When the teacher sent me to the principal's office, I'd walk in. He'd say, oh, it's you. Go back to class. He knew that if I got mad, I had good reason to get mad, especially if you told him to stop it and they kept egging it on. I got so mad at my friend, I tried to run him over with my car. As I came barreling down on him, he jumped on the, up on the hood. He was like something out of the Matrix. There was a few times I tried killing myself when I was a teenager with a revolver and a 9mm. Every time I would pull the trigger, it would jam. It would fire away from me. One evening, I jumped on the railroad tracks in Quincy going 80 mile an hour. Got chased to the river road by the local cops. Tom Dorsey asked me why I was going so fast. I was going... To, I told him I was going to my funeral. He didn't appreciate that very much. I was a dumb kid. Thank God Tom knew my parents. He kept me of a lot of trouble. To finish off my troubled teenage past. I decided to run over 15 mailboxes in my car when I was 17. Between the time I got in trouble and my hearing, I stayed out of trouble. I was originally supposed to be in Marysville, D.D.C. for a month. But I had 28 days suspended for good behavior. If I did this today... Intentionally vandalizing or causing damage to USPS mailboxes or federal offense. Three years are or, or fined up to $250,000. Judge Brady was very understanding. He told me he didn't want to see me in his courtroom again. Being in a cell where you're sinking toll is the same item. Scared me half to death. Closed off from the world. The second day I was there, I didn't want to eat. During lunchtime, I wasn't allowed to be in the cell block by my... Alone, so the guards put me with a more violent offender, scared me even more. I cried the whole time I was there. I was pretty hungry after my mom picked me up. She took me to Big Boy's. I was so hungry I could have ate a whole horse. From that day on, I vowed to God that I would never get in trouble again. I still didn't know God that well. I knew He loved me, but never got caught. I never quite got the hit. I drove a drug home once. I hit a street sign outside of town, gathered up all my car parts, and drove home on two flat tires. Hey, what can I say? I was a farm kid. I could drive anything with tires without. I was an alcoholic for two years. When I was married, we lost our child to miscarriage. After that, we both strayed from Jesus Christ. Most couples don't survive the death of a child. Divorce wasn't an option for me, but I believe God told her we always made better friends than being married. I know now that I love a woman more than God. It's detrimental to your mental and physical health. When I was taking care of my sister-in-law's children, I got so mad I wanted to smack them like I went, like when I was, a chi- when I was a child. And then it finally dawned on me to break the cycle. My dad's mom used to smack him around when he was a child. His parents didn't show him much love. They never kissed or hugged around him. It took me a long time to forgive my father. I, st- I wouldn't trade the experiences and lessons I learned during, learned during for anything. I got really sick around 20, 2010. I had eight bulging discs in my back. The only things I did during that time was go to the doctors and church. I had four nerve or neck vertebrae replaced in my neck in 2015. I was diagnosed with childhood PTSD issues when I was granted disability. There was one time I was yelled at, almost turned violent, almost blacked out. My friend Colin, he kept me from hurting the people I love. Also during this time, I was on anxiety and flashback medications. After that episode, I knew I needed help, but not the kind of help the world offered. So in the moment, moment of clarity in the way that God made me, thinking outside the box, I started watching Sam Kennison volume 150, volume 150, screaming but with comedy. It was therapy without the head shrinking or tons of psych meds. It wasn't until years later my dad got on antidepressants. He started turning into the father I always wanted him to be. I started kissing his forehead and hugging him like when I was a child. I would have climbed up on my on his lap if I was there. If anyone knew my father, he didn't like the touchy-feely stuff. My niece Makeda said it told her one time if he knew how precious hugs and kisses were, he would have done it all his life. We got to a really good place before he passed on in 2020. My mom. Passed on 2019 her final hours she was reaching up towards heaven we asked her what she was reaching for she said God it was then I knew I put my faith in God there was nothing to fear in this world it was such a beautiful experience mom would have said I'm just making memories mom was a great woman she helped me a lot through it when I was a child I started coming to Grattan in 2017 I was on morphine and for my back for three years because of the disc of my back. After I got sick in 2020, I was sick for three months. I sleep my, used my sleep apnea machine as a ventilator at night. During that time, I smoked $500 worth of marijuana for muscle and extreme body pain. It hurt to breathe, move, or to be alive. I hurt so bad I thought I was in hell. I lost hope. I would cry myself to sleep. I was in a very dark place. I started studying demonology. When you look into the abyss, the abyss looks back into you. God rescued me, seeing his light in the darkness. My, my soul will be scarred for the rest of my life. But without that pain and suffering, it would have been in enemy eternally. God is the light of the world. There's nothing he can't do. You just need faith. I went from 20 medications down to five. I went to church all my life. I never understood the power of the living word of God. I was a fool. No matter what we're going through in life, the word word helps us through seasons of life. Before God rescued me when when I read the Bible, it was just words on the page. Psalm 27.1, a psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength in my life. From whom shall I be afraid? I never realized how loving God was until that moment in my life. After recovering, I was only smoking marijuana for joint pain. After a while, I discovered I was only smoking because I was bored, so I quit. I'm so thankful to God every day. After being in a prison of sin, I never realized how freeing God is. Proverbs 9, 10 through 12. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to His name. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. You are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, your rod and your staff, protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the, of my enemy, in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. I will live in the house of the Lord forever. When people are resisting God, they can't give up control of their life. I struggled with this, struggled with this for many years. James four seven. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's like being in a burning building with the exit sign clearly marked. They're like, nope, I can get out myself. Meanwhile, their life is crumbling. If they wait too long, it'll be too late. God is knocking on your heart like Paul on the road to Damascus. Acts 9, 3-20. As he approached Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but Saul no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to to Damascus. He He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. But there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. Lord spoke to him in a vision called Ananias. Yes, Lord. The Lord said, Go over to Strait Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Taurus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But, Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by a leading priest to arrest everyone who calls. Upon your name, but the Lord said, "Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show how much he must suffer for my name'sake." So Ananias found and went, went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, "Butter, Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me, so you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit." Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. And immediately, he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. And immediately, he began preaching about Jesus. He is indeed the Son of God. Isaiah 54, 54-7 50, The Lord's Obedient Servant The Lord's, the Sovereign Lord has given me His words of wisdom, so I may not have comfort the weary. Morning by morning He wakens me and opens my understanding to His will. The Sovereign Lord has spoken to me and I have listened. I have not rebelled or turned away. I have offered my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face. From mockery and spitting, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do His will, and and I know that I will not be put to shame. God is unchanging, so loving and worthy. There's a Billy Graham quote: "The Christian life is not a constant high. I have to. I have moments of dis." Discouragement. I have to go to. I have to go to God, and with tears in my eyes, and say, "Pray, forgive me, or please help me." This is so true. There's days, I have to say, "God, get thee behind me, Satan." In the name of Jesus Christ. You say God's name, and Satan flees. When bad thoughts come into your mind, or tempted. There's also another Billy Graham. Billy Graham quote: "Bad thoughts come into our mind. It's up to us whether they nest or not." There's a peace that comes with this thought that surpasses human understanding. There's no words in the world that can explain this feeling. Thank God for all the experience and lessons you have taught me. It's given me peace. When I wake up in the morning, I always ask God to open my eyes and help me understand the scripture I'm reading. I read my Bible until the Holy Spirit hits me. It's like a light switch. And then I had to read it again because the first time I read it, it just, it's like a love letter to our soul. I usually end up crying. I also have a Billy Graham piece for each day devotional. I always spend an hour or so worshiping and praising God and most of the morning watching Christian, Christian music videos. Quiet time. <laughs> The only hope for enduring peace is Jesus Christ, Billy Graham. We need to get out of our own way. Be less antisocial. We pray to be more courageous about our faith. Faith of a child and enthusiasm. Don't be afraid to sit on God's lap and talk to him like you would a friend. Your story is yours. Don't be ashamed of how you came to God or think that's not interesting. When you read the newspapers, do they even have those anymore? We read human interest stories all the time when you're witnessing people that need to need to hear the struggles you went through before coming to know God. I went to the revival meeting and saw the sign before recovery. I start going to a recovery group in West Germany after years of pain. There's things from the past I've been dealing with just so like I was dealing with alcohol just a month ago. It started a year ago when I was sick. Your urge isn't even there anymore. I can't explain it. I look at it. The thought that comes to my mind is how naive I was to believe the lie. Like I used to watch horror movies. I didn't feel the evil because I wasn't open to the truth. God uses stuff to remind us not to go back to our sinful ways. Recovery also helps me with being social with people. I didn't like people when I was growing up. I isolated myself from people for, for 10 years because of pain. I find myself talking to more people and getting to know them. Romans 12:2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You will learn how. Then you will learn to know God's will for for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I have a curtain beside my recliner. That I hold, lovingly hold. Mark 5. 26 to 28 so she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she has spent everything she had to pay them she hadn't gotten no better but actually gotten worse she had heard about jesus so she came up behind him through the cloud and touched his robe for she thought to herself if i can just touch his robe i will be healed called and asked me what i was doing it helps me feel closer to god because of my experience with god it starts my day off just right, no matter what happens. I know God loves me. I get on my knees every morning and pray. Matthew 6.6 6. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. And your Father who sees everything will reward you. It's important to have a prayer closet. Romans 8.28 And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Have you ever thought as pain is a gift? If it wasn't for all the painful moments in my life, I wouldn't be the person that God God has made me today. Remember, God allows pain to enter our life for a reason. Romans 5 5, through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God loves has poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, He has been given to us. Pain has taught me a lot about the person God didn't want me to be. God loves us, but cares too much for us to leave us as we are. Thanking God seems counterintuitive. But without it, we learn nothing. As adults, we think we're done learning and listening when school ends, not so. Every day we're learning from God. We need to study the textbook, the Bible, and pay attention in class and life lessons and take notes. Our suffering in our lives teaches us to depend on God more and more as our seasons of life change. Whatever is in our past, we need to go through a fine-tooth comb to make sure those things are not clouding up our present Our relationship with God is like a cloudy day with no sun. We try and look for the cloud cover to go away, but never look for grace in the rain. We always say, when it rains, it pours. Try looking in the mud puddle and saying, thank you, God, for allowing these things to happen in my life. The muddy water problems eventually seeps into the ground and gets filtered by layers of soil. God, until our life and our thoughts become clearer, like drinking water as we put away the old man and become a new creation in Jesus Christ. My hope is that God can use my testimony for people to see God and soften their hardened hearts and see the light in the darkness. I pray that more people can see how freeing God is and he loves us, but cares for us too much to leave us where we are. The Bible is an instruction manual for how we should live as Christians, but also love letters to our soul. It's amazing how much God can change your life, change, change your entire outlook on life. Every morning I thank God I'm alive. I thank Him for another beautiful day. I get down on my knees and praise and worship God, my Savior, my King, and my friend. Thank you.